Hello and welcome to the Guelph Politicast. I'm Adam A. Donaldson of Guelph Politico. Today I talked to John Fisher, who is the current president of the Guelph Hiking Trail Club. It's still summer, and the Guelph Politicast is about to take a couple of weeks off, so what are we supposed to do with our extra downtime? How about enjoying some local paths and trails for a nice hike? It's never not a good time to take a walk and enjoy the natural splendor of the Guelph area, but on a warm day with a cool breeze, a clear trail, and a sensible pair of shoes, it's not a bad way to pass some time. And no one knows that better than the current head of the local hiking club. Taking a hike is the topic of this week's Guelph Politicast. To begin with, yes, I buried the lead. The Guelph Politicast is going to take a break with new episodes for the next couple of weeks, but we will be airing a couple of reruns, and kids, ask your parents about what a rerun is. But for our last episode before the break, we head out onto the trails of Guelph, which have been the subject of a lot of discussion lately. Walking and hiking, like a lot of outdoor activities, has seen an increase in interest during the pandemic as more people pursue an active lifestyle to break the monotony of lockdown. At the same time, the city of Guelph has been putting the finishing touches on the trail's master plan, an ambitious program to improve local trails, make them more accessible, and improve their connectivity across the city. The master plan is part of the city of Guelph's overall strategy to promote active transportation, and one of the community groups at the forefront of pushing the city on those improvements is the Guelph Hiking Trail Club. In their own words, the Guelph Hiking Trail Club is a non-profit organization established in 1970 who are dedicated to stimulating an interest in hiking, establishing and maintaining trails, encouraging awareness of the natural environment, and promoting conservation of the environment. They organize group hikes, promote social connections between local hikers, and advocate for a generally better hiking experience. Sometimes they even take their advocacy into their own hands, like they did earlier this year when they successfully raised $50,000 for a bridge over the river along the James Street Trail. It seems like Guelphites love their hiking, and John Fisher is going to tell us why on this week's podcast. John Fisher joins us on this week's Guelph Politicast to talk about the Guelph Hiking Trail Club, how he got involved in hiking many moons ago, and whether or not there's really a difference between walking and hiking. We will also talk about where the good hiking is for beginners and more advanced people, the need to have good hiking etiquette, and whether or not the pandemic has had an impact on the number of hikers on area trails. And finally, Fisher will discuss the work of promoting Guelph Trails, what kind of work that the local trail network needs for improvement, and what kind of help is needed from the city to make the most out of that Trails Master Plan that was recently passed at Council. So I caught up with John Fisher earlier this week via Zoom. So John Fisher, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Well, why don't we start by talking about you? Um, how did you get involved in, in hiking and how did you get involved with the Guelph uh, Hiking Trail Club? Um, well, I used to live uh, just outside of town, just south of Rockwood in Nassagoya. I, I actually moved up from uh, Chatham area in 1990. So it turned out, I, I lived on Fifth Line, Nassagoya. Um, Fifth Line, Nassagoya had uh, the radial line trail crossing it. It also had the Sugar Shack Trail and uh, Blue Spring Side Trail just up the road from me. And I used to run those trails. And uh, I thought they were getting a little bit um, 
neglected. And so I said, hey, can I look after these trails for you? And uh, they said, sure. Uh, so I became a section leader, which is one, one of the ways you can do something active in the club. So I became a section leader just up the road. And then um, there, there was eight section leaders on the trail and, um, and a coordinator. And the coordinator resigned. He said, okay, John, you're the youngest. <laughs> Maybe you should take it on. So I thought, yeah, okay, that's great. I'll take that on. So, um, so I took it on and I was, I've been the coordinator from the early 2000s, I guess, of the Radio Line Trail. And then I moved into town in 2018. And... Um, and, and I felt like, and I got more interested in town stuff. And I felt like I wanted to be more, uh, more involved in the city and the city trails. Uh, I needed a replacement. So I was able to recruit uh, a new radio line coordinator. And that allowed me to run for office, <laughs> hotly contested position as president. Um, and, I, and I became the president um, 2000, well, just last year, I think, 2019, 2020, I think. Yeah, 2020, November. So that's, that's the background. So, I mean, given your sort of long history involvement in, you know, trails and tr trail upkeep, has there been a shift over the last 20 some years from, you know, going to the town and saying like, hey, can I look after the trails? And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then to where it is now where we have, the city of Guelph coming up with like a whole trails master plan. Has there been like a shift in, in how the, the municipality as a, as an organization sort of treats trails and, and prioritizes their use? Well, I think it has, it's, it's kind of interesting when, when we like our trail network has got the radio line trail. It's also got the speed river trail. We actually, which goes from, from Guelph into Cambridge. We actually, started off like the mill pond, the mill uh, trail in Cambridge. And they came back and said, okay, we, we want to take that over now. We want to make that a multi-use path. So we gave it up. So we only, so then we only went to the outskirts of Cambridge, um, uh, Hespler. Uh, and that's all actually fine. That's perfectly fine with us. We just want to increase trail inventory wherever and, and, trail connectivity and, you know, what make things available for people, basically, uh, because there's, there's lots here and, and not being fully utilized. But so, so anyway, so that's the shift. Now, now one of the things that's the, we were historically a rural trail system. Our trailheads were on the outskirts of the city. Um, it was pretty much all on private property. So we're always um, at the mercy of private landowners and giving us permission, their generosity to give us permission. So constantly our trail ends up being changed because someone buys it, doesn't want to give us permission. We have to find another landowner constantly moving. Right. Mm. We felt that by moving into the city, we may get some more permanence on trails. So we actually had an initiative, the, the, which we called the, uh, the City to Country Trails Initiative, to move the trailhead outside of the city into the city core. So we began that in 2019. Um, 
the irony is that working with the city, uh, in the city, all our successes have been with private landowners in the city. So, for example, the university, the right. Virginia Street Trail, for example, the Rapid Side Trail behind Armtech. And so a lot of those we still need the city for. Um, and they're still saying, yes, 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 we're on board. It just takes a very long time. So there's opportunities within the city that we're talking to the city on, that they're sort of nodding their head on, want, want us to be a part of, but it just takes a long time. And it's kind of a new way of thinking about this too, right? Because, you know, a lot of these trails, they weren't planned. They, they just happen to be places where people enjoyed walking. You, you sort of get a trail over time, the more people walk over it, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly, you do. Like a lot of the ones we've taken over are in fact community trails, but they just never had um, permission. So if a tree fell down, you kind of wait for someone, you know, like go for months and then, and then someone would say, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta get rid of that tree. You know what I mean? They come out at dead at night and cut the tree. Um, with us having responsibility, not only do we have insurance, but we also are able to do the uh, the maintenance and blaze it and keep it up to certain standards. So, I mean, that was the case with the James Street Trail, where we took it over from the university. It was a community trail, long, long community trail. and But now when a tree falls down, we're on it, right? And we're also doing mitigation activities like the bridge to make it better. And you also have somebody that people can can go to for help. Like if a tree does fall over a trail and maybe it's too big for you to move or you don't have access to a chainsaw, you can reach out to the trail club and say, hey, this is what's going on in this trail. That's right. Someone could be down there and say, hey, a tree just fell down and they know where to go. Uh, and and we, we put our hazard, our hazard team <laughs> on it to get rid of the tree. Let me ask you a point of um, clarification is, is there a difference between hiking and walking if you are on a trail? Like, is, is, can, can we say that hiking is perhaps a more vigorous, perhaps more long-distance version of, of walking, or are, are we talking semantics? No, I think you're right. Uh, I, I, you know, like a lot of the people in the club, uh, and, what, and mostly what we offer are really guided walks, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We call them hikes. But traditionally, you know, but you'll talk to a lot of hikers in the club that have done the Appalachian Trail or have done the Pacific Trail or mm -hmm. have done Hadrian's Wall or have done, you know, like who actually go on holiday and do hiking. Yeah. You know what I mean? All day they hike. So, yes, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. And, and really what we offer, you know, with our, with our trail system, which is pretty limited in, in scope, it's more for, it really is more for the local population to get out and enjoy the trail that's in their backyard. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a bit ambitious to call, it, to call it hiking. We maybe offer one or two hikes. So like we'll do an end-to-end. -end. Well, then that, that would be a hike because that would mm. be... 60k or something or right. even bridge to bridge we do which is the covered bridge out of west montrose into the city um and that's about 30k you know what i mean so those are legit hikes but most people 
are, are walking on the trails for an hour or two hours, something like that. Then let me ask you this. Is there like places in the, like for, for people who maybe want to get started, are there places along the city trail system that are like kind of more beginner like rank? And are there trails that are kind of more advanced rank? Like if someone comes to you and says, where's a good place to like start, like to go on like a daily walk along the trail system. Would, is there a particular place you would recommend more than if someone in your group is like an advanced hiker, like that they could tackle as like real exercise? It, well, and like, I would just recommend really that you go to the city site as one, as one, one source, I would just go to the city hike, hike uh, trails site. And you'll find on their, on their site about 12 different trails and they'll be like going along Riverside Park, It'll be like going from the boathouse to uh, uh, to Victoria Road. You can go all the way along the Trans Canada Trail, go all the way to Guelph Lake, actually. So those are all city, and 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 this, what the city advertises is multi-use trails. You know, it's the ones mm-hmm. that are. Um, more accessible, that they're, that, you know, the train isn't so problematic, whatever. So, um, well, so then you can go to another level, which is our trail network. And m- most of our trail network is what you call tertiary trails. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're narrower, you're going to get more brush, you're going to maybe have to go single file, and maybe a few hills and that, but we pretty much follow the river valleys. So um, it's not there's nothing very severe around here. So um, <laughs> we do link up to the, to the Bruce trail. And if you, you know, if you want something more vigorous because the Bruce trail goes along the, um, the escarpment, it, which is cut continuously by streams and rivers, there's often a lot of up and down in that. And there's also often a lot of loose, loose stuff. So, um, but around here, like within, you know, within 30 minutes of here, it's all pretty decent terrain. So Guelph is a good place for, for beginners is maybe what we're saying. And then as, as you're kind of prepared to, to take on more advanced hikes, shall we say, that's where you can kind of get out of the city a bit. I think so. And, then, and I mean, you can join up with the Bruce Trail. and They do end-to-ends that they did, uh, which were very organized. So you could actually go for a two-day hike and, they, and, and there would be a group of you. So it would be 20 and they'd have a bus, you know what I mean? So you do this <laughs> section of the Bruce Trail. So, you know, so you can move, move up if you wanted to, um, you know, if you wanted your hiking to evolve, basically. Hmm. Is, I'm curious hiking alone do you find or are there many hikers that find like hiking is kind of a solitary activity are there hikers who like enjoy group hikes better is is there people who enjoy both you know is or is it like you are a solo hiker or you're a group hiker like like you like the social aspect of hiking maybe i don't know i'm just throwing a question out there yeah it's, it's kind of all over the map i think um it, it depends on your mental makeup. I, I mean, um, we lead a, we do uh, run a guided hike program, 
Mm-hmm. And that's principally for, for a, an audience that does like to, you know, doesn't know the trails or just likes the security of having somebody else in the group. Maybe they got two or three friends who just want to go visit somewhere new, right? This is a way to go some, somewhere new um, with some security. Um, when you get to know stuff, you know, uh, and if you've got a dog, I have a dog, you know, you do a lot of, uh, a lot of solo uh, walking, hiking, you know. Mm-hmm. Has the pandemic changed? Uh, I mean, we've heard a lot about people, you know, the bike business, you know, stores not being able to hold bikes in stock. Have you seen through the hiking club an uptick of interest in hiking because of the pandemic? Have you seen the pandemic bump, as it were? Yeah, there was there was definitely a pandemic bump. Um, it was it was really critical in a negative way last March, I guess, like the first March, twenty twenty March, when everything was shut down, including trails in the city, and that, and then everyone was going out to the country to walk on our trails, and then the landowners were saying, holy smokes, we've got all these people here. So we actually took some preventative action there where we actually shut down a couple of trails Mm. um, because people just hadn't learned the etiquette of being on trails, you know, that it's a generosity of a landowner, can't wander all over, uh, you know, you got to behave responsibly. So, um, So that was one negative back then. Since then, uh, you know, it's been continued to be busy and people, people have really enjoyed it. And when we've been out w- working um, on the trails, you know, huge appreciation for the work that is done. Um, and then as soon as the malls opened up, you know, we saw the, we saw, <laughs> we saw the traffic dip again. Um, but I think, I think that, I think there's been a huge appreciation for, for what is here and what is not here and uh, and the value it does uh, give to a community. What is good trail etiquette? Well, the kind of thing, staying on the trail is one. So following the blazes, following the direction. Um, take, you know, if you're bringing gar- food in or sandwich or a cup, you take it out with you, garbage in, garbage out. Um, generally, you know, and I know we're all, you know, generally there's some dog etiquette, you know, <laughs> um, that you need to abide by. Um, yeah, and it's, it's basically the leave no trace kind of thing, right? Don't pick anything, don't do any damage, you know, just make it be like you were never there when you leave it. Because mm-hmm. one sort of bad actor can kind of ruin it for for everyone else when you're talking about land that you don't necessarily own that it's whether it's a private landowner whether it's public whether it's university it's you know one mess can kind of ruin it for everybody absolutely yeah yeah uh i want to talk a bit about um sort of how your club kind of kind of affects the the trail network. And, and by that, I mean, you know, something like the St. James um, trail bridge, that was something that it, as you've said, it's university property. Um, but it's something that your group undertook a fundraising effort for had tremendous success. Um, I guess when you're 
talking about like these partnerships, how do you decide um, that that is like something like a priority that you must take in hand of like all this, all the various issues with trails that you, everybody who hikes might surely encounter. I mean, how do you determine like, where do you want to put that priority? Like why was the St. James trail, like the focus of, like, why was that a priority for your, for the group? Well, I, 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 I kind of mentioned it earlier that it was a pri- uh, it was a priority. Two reasons, I guess. One is because we wanted to move our trailhead into the city. So like in Gordon street. So that was the continuation of our trail. If we'd done, if we did that right now, it ran it, or before it ran from Victoria street. So that was a natural extension of our trail. Mm-hmm. So, um, We'd also had some experience with the university in the past. We just never pulled it off. So that was likely. Um, the, other, the other thing is that, that our priorities are basically anything to do with the river because, our, because the Speed River Trail, the Radial Line Trail, they both pretty much follow uh, uh, river valleys. And, uh, and, and even going up towards uh, like Woodlawn as well. So, so to us, um, the logic is, hey, it, 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 it's close to our trail. We can make a loop out of it. Um, uh, it all fits within, within the trail system. So, you know, so there's, lot, there's also there's parts within the city here that we're interested in simply because even though they're multi-use paths now, um, simply because um, it's a trail and we want to enhance the trail user's experience and it's by a river. So, so that's kind of our logic. In terms of it, when you say, well, what, how do you know what priority? Um, I don't want to say that this is random as we throw a lot of uh, stuff against the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? What well, we can get some traction on, right? Um, but that is part of it. You know what I mean? If you if you start talking to a private landowner or something, and you've got some traction, then let's push it through. Let's do it. You know, because it's all it all adds to the uh, to the inventory for the connectivity uh, of the trail system. Sometimes just the right opportunity presents itself at the right time. There's no kind of advanced planning about it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And um, and I can give you an, a good example of that. Um, mm-hmm. So once we took on the, the uh, Jane Street Trail, and then we said, okay, we have to mitigate the risk there by putting a bridge over that stormwater. Um, people saw that that was successful. There'd been some other ideas years before at the end of, Stone Road connecting to the Speed River mm-hmm. where some people wanted to put a bridge in and they came to us and said would you you know what what about this you know you've had some success this of this one what about the next one and and by the way we're willing to give you money to help get this going and it wasn't or it isn't strictly a priority except it is down by the speed river and we actually have a trail on the other side and it might lead to some leverage with the niska property right um 
So there's a bunch of reasons why it may, may make some sense. So, so, you know, so that's an opportunistic one that wouldn't have been actually on our list, but it, it looks like it might fit. And success breeds success. People saw how successful that James Street, um, that, that how, how quickly that all came together. And people say, well, here, here's, here's a group that can get things done. And especially with a lot of these trail projects, which are sometimes, you know, as we saw at council recently, just in the works for years and nothing kind of ever happens. That's, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah. It's a, so is there a list like, are you guys keeping a list of, you know, where like improve, like improvements, like not necessarily like a trail would be nice here, but like there is a trail here, but it needs a bridge or it needs um, like a, a clearing or it needs like a, 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 a sort of like a, an improvement somehow. Do you have like a, a to-do list for, for area trails? <laughs> Absolutely. We have a very, very, uh, a very good list, uh, one that one that is shared with the parks department, um, and one and, and one that we're trying to push through. Like like one thing that doesn't you know people may not think of particularly is uh, we started a new project called the Reimagine Project, which basically is improving the area between. Uh, Aramosa Road and the covered bridge Mm. all alongside the river where there's a trail, but it's pretty uninteresting. It's the Trans Canada Trail and we haven't done enough to make that a destination. So again, this is just, these are just ideas we're pushing out. Uh, But we, but, but we've put together a, presentation we've put together a title of reimagining project we have secured agreement from the matrix building mm-hmm. which on the corner there you know where that is to put a mural up there um we're planning to do that because it's going to enhance the trail users experience we're planning to do that um in september mm-hmm. so and again the, the, uh, we're able to do that because of the, let's say, courage of the matrix board in giving us permission, going out there and saying, well, this is worth a shot. Um, and that's what we want more of. We want permission to do stuff. And, and we, will, um, we will honor that permission. And we're not asking, we're not asking the matrix boom for anything, not mm-hmm. for money, only for permission. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll move it from there. Would you say that's common, like for a lot of these projects, like you have the resources and the the volunteers and everything ready to go, and it's just a matter of getting permission. That's kind of all you need from some partners. That's that's the key, and and like I say, uh, it, once we got permission, even if we don't have the money, the funding right now, if it makes sense, then we're confident enough we'll get it. There's there's such a dedicated. Um, core in the community who wants to improve trails and they'll work as hard or they have worked as hard with us to make sure that they get in from a connectivity standpoint so yeah that's what we're looking for is is that something like a resource that's recently been tapped because i've just been thinking about the success with the 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 bridge um that 
money was raised kind of lickety split that, you know, has it just been that hiking enthusiasts haven't been tapped in this way before that I guess maybe treated as like any kind of lobbying force that you would have in this city, whether it be for like people for a new hospital or people for long-term care or people for like the food bank or supportive housing. It's just, you know, there was a groundswell of, of hiking lobbyists that just hadn't been tapped before. <laughs> well, I think that's right. I mean, but, but because we've never put the opportunities in front of people. Right. And, and these are not all people that are hikers. Right. These, are, these are people that say that's a good community initiative. I'd like to be part of that. Right. This will improve my city. Um, and, and, and that's what, that's what I anticipate with this reimagine project. The people that are going to be interested in that aren't all hikers. They're going to be people that say we, that, that trail ought to be more interesting. It's right downtown. We're talking about making this, uh, you know, a destination spot. Um, can't we have a sculpture there? Can't we have some interpretive historical plaques there? Can't we take care of it? Um, so, so there's a, there's, a, there's a lot there, and I wish we weren't doing it, to be honest. Mm. I wish that there was a champion that we could talk to and who would champion this. That is what is lacking as, from my standpoint right now. Um, we, we, still, we still don't have anyone that will really say, hey, that's a good idea, Aramosa to Covered Bridge. That fits with so many um, themes in the city. You know what I mean? In terms of improving the river, improving downtown, getting to destination, connectivity. We need someone in charge of that whole project that can knock heads with all the different departments and say, this is it, guys. We're all on, we're, this is going to be a project. We're going to be on top of this. So I'm making, you know, the club is trying to making a lot of squeaking noises right now, but I'm really hoping that uh, people will, will realize and say, yeah, this is something we should do. This has got huge benefit. What does a champion look like? Is it someone like at the city of Guelph, it, like some, like a dedicated staff member in the parks department, or is it just, you know, somebody with a big platform and <laughs> a loud voice that can come up and, um, you know, talk to city council or, and delegate, um, it, or is it something a bit more official? I think it's something a bit more official. Um, we do a lot of the work, you know, you look at the trails, uh, master plan and that, and you look at the staffing of it and a lot of the way things are carried out. It's carried a lot of it. This is just personal opinion. Um, a lot of it is carried out by planning staff. And I think planning staff is great for some projects, um, you know, this, but this is, there's an awful lot of difference between putting in a neighborhood park and making a connection between downtown and the, and the G to G, right. filling in that link. That takes a, a high level project manager type person, fully supported by all of the departments everybody and has a, has a, you know, has the ear of the people in high places to say, I'm not getting anywhere with Charlie. You know what I mean? 
uh, so it's uh, so it's bigger it's bigger i think and i think a lot of these things you need project managers not planners planning is a part of a is a component of what has to get done but once the plan is there i think you've got to get a project manager to make it happen someone who could a bit more generalize because if you're talking about like a park you're you're thinking very much about how it fits into the neighborhood how it fits into the overall section of the city because every part of the city needs to have so many local parks, so many neighborhood parks, so many regional parks. But when we're talking about trail connectivity, it has to be a a much bigger citywide project. So perhaps not uh, someone who is involved in the minutia of planning is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 just uh, someone, someone that's got the uh, the gravity mm. uh, that they can talk to people in different departments at different levels without fear of you know what I mean. <laughs> Shit, I want to be promoted. I don't want to <laughs> guy off. Um, you know what I mean. But someone whose job it is to get projects completed—that's their role in life, right? Um, and I, I'm, I'm just not quite sure that we've, we've got that multidisciplinary person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be city. Uh, right. otherwise it's just pushing water uphill. It's too hard work and it's too easy for the city not, you know, not to climb on board, someone to trip it up. Right. But, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. Adam, you know, we had a 2005 GTMP and lots and lots and lots and lots of priority plans for trails never happened. Um, you know, I, we don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. So I guess, how do you keep up pressure um, in the, I mean, I don't know what they're talking about inside city hall, or I don't know as much as I would like, I should say, but uh you know, how do you keep up that pressure and how do you, um, I I think people could look at the situation, look at your success and go, well, the Guelph hiking trail club's doing a pretty good job of filling this need. Um, you know, what do we need a city employee for, uh, to sort of be a trail, a dedicated trail person? Um, I, so, so I guess, how do you, how do you make that point? How do you make sure that this trail master plan, is one that the city sticks to and 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 makes a priority other than just like the sort of the usual levers of of um, of influence and advocacy. Yeah, well, well, I, I the answer is we don't know for sure. Uh, we <laughs> were very we were very supportive of the this GCP, um, partly because the parks department because had been frozen for a year year and a half. Everything we wanted to do. Oh, we got to wait for the new GTMP. And right. so nothing was going forward. So, um, and there's a few things we really like about this GTMP, which is particularly the community-led city-supported portion, which seems to give a window for us particularly to be more active in the community, right? Um, we have to see how that is realized. It's, it's, it's a terrific, you know... Um, phrase and um 
but but is everybody on board? Does everybody know what, what that means? Does everybody realize that that means you're letting go of the, the you know the leash a little bit that you're you're taking some risk here? You're okay with that risk. Um, hiking trail clubs got got insurance; they're covered. You know, like so. Everyone's got to say yes. This is what we want. We actually put it in there, and we're actually going to do it. You know, like I've already applied because I could envisage a situation where we were going to spend another six months deciding what criteria do we apply to become a community group that would be recognized, right? What do you have to have? Um, so I already applied, said, okay, I've got insurance. Here's a copy. I've got this. We've got that. We've got that. We've got infrastructure. We've got capacity. We, we will fit your criteria. Let us start. That can inform your policy decision later on if you want to write a policy about this. But let's get started. Mm-hmm. Let's end on sort of like a, I don't know, a, a positive note. I, not that anything you said was uh, negative, <laughs> but just, you know, for people who want to get started, people who you know, think that because I guess that maybe the word hike can be sort of seem inaccessible and sort of ex- implies like experience. How can people just sort of get involved? Um, what do they need to do, like in terms of like things they should bring with them on a on a on a hike or visiting one of Guelph's trails? Um, and what from from your experience, like what do you get out of you know getting out on the trails in terms of? you know, mental health, physical health, you know, just what, what are the, what are the benefits you, you feel from getting out on the trails and taking a hike or a brisk walk or, or, or what have you? I mean, I almost don't know how to answer that. You know, (laughs) I do it and I, and I love it. Right. And you just love being out there in the morning and seeing the, you know, hearing the birds and, and hearing the water and seeing the light and stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, often it's pure magic just to say, geez, I'm out here. This is great. What else do I need? You know what I mean? Like it's the most democratic investment the city can make. It's totally accessible to everybody Mm. for nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, so you just have to go out and do it. And I I would suggest go out at different times. Like if you go to Riverside Park at uh, three o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, that's generally not the experience that you're going to get good mental health from. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. you're outside, but no. Um, so, and I would encourage you to go to our website. Um, we do try and offer, you know, we have a newsletter. We do offer guided hikes at the right time. We do offer advice in terms of uh, how to get started. Um, and if you want to play a role, there's, there's roles to play. You know, there's, there's, there's executive roles, um, there's middle management roles, looking after a trail. That's the way I got started. Um, there's joining work parties. Uh, there's writing an article for the newsletter. Um, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, you can come to, like in the wintertime, we have something called Trek and Trail. <laughs> so people that have hiked or walked uh, share their share their um, stories with people at Zayers. You know what I mean? Just to give people a flavor of, well, I think I might like the hiking cube. I'll go to that one. You know what I mean? I wonder what, wonder what that one's about. 
So that kind of thing, right? So there is lots of ways to get in. There's a social group as well. There's lots of ways to get in, but probably the website gives the best flavor of what we have to offer. Just get out there. That's a, that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> Just get out there is, is absolutely right. Well, John Fisher, we, we thank you for all your time and your expertise today. And uh, we'll see you out on the trails, I guess. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. Thank you again for inviting me. And once again, that was John Fisher. To learn more about the Guelph Hiking Trail Club, you can go to their website at guelphhiking.com or you can find them on social media through Facebook and Twitter. To find the locations of different trails in the city and to look at the trail's master plan, you can find that information on the City of Guelph's website. And you can find those direct links in the show notes for this episode. And speaking of this episode... That is it for this episode of the Guelph Politicast. The music for the Guelph Politicast comes from KPM Classics and Sid Dale. The Guelph Politicast is usually recorded at CFRU at the University Center on the University of Guelph campus. And to learn more about CFRU, go to CFRU.ca. You can download the Guelph Politicast on Wednesday from Apple, Stitcher, Google, and Spotify. Or you can download it from the host at Podbean at guelphpoliticast.podbean.com. And when you subscribe to the Guelph Politicast channel, you will get an episode of Open Sources Guelph on Mondays and an episode of End Credits on Fridays. You can get in touch with me by email at adamadonaldson at gmail.com. You can reach me through Twitter at adamadonaldson or at Guelph Politico. You can go to Guelph Politico's Facebook page at facebook.com slash politicoguelph. And if you'd like to help build a locally sourced independent media outlet in the city of Guelph, please consider donating to Guelph Politico. And you can find out how at guelphpolitico.ca slash donate. And for all the latest local political news, check out guelphpolitico.ca, where there will be a new episode of the Guelph Politicast for you in a couple of weeks. And until then, we will see you next time.